testing testing the mic i like your possession poster it looks very nice thanks you know honestly the posters aren't like the highest quality but we've been getting them for like 20 bucks each and it's pretty good but i've been warning people if you're gonna do posters and you're like oh you know i'm gonna go all out get the 27 by 40s you know real movie theater shit don't because it's a bitch to find affordable uh frames (laughs) yeah yeah it is so hard these are 35 each and that's like from michael's everywhere else they're minimum 70 dollars wow that's rough buddy but look at food flawless it it looks great it looks great got an ass you both look great Thank you. That woman's almost crack is looking me right in the eyes, and I'm ready to start recording. Right there. That's it, right there. What are you drinking? Orange juice and tequila. Nice. There's a little bit of lime juice, and I'm lying and saying, I made a margarita. A breakfast marg. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's the worst thing is, out of instinct, I got orange juice with pulp because that's what I like. But then as I was pouring this, I was like, mm, I shouldn't have done that. Pulp <laughs> and alcohol, maybe not the best combo. I don't know what it is. But it's fine. It got me there. We're good. Well, Bill, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry. I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Uh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. I guess to start, Molly, you went last night, right? Didn't you? Yes. To the, so I guess we should say, well, we should do, just do the intro, introduce the podcast. <laughs> Welcome God, to Tipsy We Terror. haven't introduced the podcast yet, guys. This is a mess. <laughs> I'm only joking, of course. <laughs> Welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast about horror movies. And sometimes there are other things, but you know. Sometimes oh, I'm we're definitely drunk. drunk. Oh, well, I am too. Okay. A freckle from Caleb Gallo. Maybe, no, I, may, <laughs> maybe I should drink. <laughs> if you want. Maybe. I'll t- take a second. Give him a second. I'll, I'll keep doing this while he's getting his drink prepared. Um, and in this podcast, um, Quarantine Edition, you know, sometimes we just let the chips fall where they may. We lay it out all on the line for you guys. And we're here mostly to talk about movies that we've seen and mostly paid attention to and today that movie is the evil dead from 1981 directed and maybe written by sam rain he wrote it yes it is (laughs) yeah um and i wanted to note uh a detail that uh while not together we all went and saw this at a drive-in double feature this weekend and you will hear us discuss evil dead 2 in the next episode uh because it was a double feature of the first two evil dead movies and it was a great time it was awesome. It was so good. That is like one of the best. Oh, yeah. Like, it was amazing. It was so this was only the second time I've been to a drive-in. It was, it was, only, it was my first time. I've never been <gasps> to a drive-in. Oh, that's what great. A, what a think? great first experience, right? And you know what's driving me insane though is that Grease and Footloose were playing on the other screen, and I kept <laughs> turning around to see what part of Grease they were at because <laughs> I wanted to be watching it. Oh my god, that's awesome. Um, but apparently they play that a lot, so I'll go sometime. But Harish wanted me to explain that. For the month of October, we are... Wait, is it the month of October? Yeah. We mm-hmm. are going to be doing um, all of the Evil Dead. So, Evil Dead, The Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and Evil Dead, the 2013 remake, I think. 
oh shit for our bonus we should do the show oh my god ash versus evil dead i've always wanted to watch that that's a good idea we should look into doing that Mm -hmm. you don't have to hear about our planning on this podcast (laughs) but yes for the month of october now that you are listening to this we will be doing all of the evil dead movies and we're quite excited about it yeah very cool coming back with a series for you um oh fun fact about this movie that's not really about this movie but um in Donnie Darko, um, the movie that they go see at the theater is Evil Dead. Yeah. And he walks up to the counter and he says, two for Evil Dead, please. And I knew this and I knew this going in. So when we drove up to the little um, thing, I said, two for Evil Dead, please. And I got to feel like I was in Donnie Darko and it was really fun and I was so excited. You know what? I would have killed to get to witness you do that. <laughs> oh, it was, I was so pumped. Wasn't it, like, special footage in Donnie Darko? Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. it's different footage, right? They got to use it for free. Yeah, that's what because I Because I think it was damaged a little bit or something. Kind of weird, but Sam Raimi was like, hey, you guys can use this for free. And um, you can time out how long he's gone. So he leaves the movie theater. You can time out how long he's gone for based on when the movie cuts off of him leaving versus the scream at the end and then the music playing when um, the woman wakes up. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh. Sam Raimi rules. What a guy. That's Evil such Dead. a good moment, too. Just two for Evil Dead, please. And then he gets to go see a movie in the middle of the movie you're watching. That's <laughs> that shit I love. <laughs> have you seen this before, Molly? Evil Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I did it, like, recently, though. Like, back in uh, June, I think. Oh. Yeah, I remember seeing your... um, Because you do, on your Instagram, you post all the movies, which is a great idea. I wish I would be dedicated enough. I barely can keep up with my letterbox, but... um. <laughs> You posted the Evil Dads, and I was like, wait a minute. And then I was, like, trying to figure out, and I was like, no, she's going to the drive-in in the future, so yeah, she's yeah. not logging those now. <laughs> That's actually, uh, that edition of Quarantine Movies was from the Tangent Universe, so <laughs> explains so, it. Was that your first time seeing it in June? Yeah. Okay. Harish, have you seen it? You've seen it, right? We watched it together. We watched it together, yeah. Did one you guys time. go see it at Gateway when it played? No, we no. saw the second one at Gateway. But we had a great time there. <laughs> we watched the first one just at our home. The first time, so that was my second time seeing this one. Uh, no. So going to the drive-in was my third time. The first time I watched it, we were at um, a good friend's like family's house. And my sister's like best friend whenever we lived in Texas. We were with her family and we were watching it. And the thing is... I had already seen the Evil Dead remake multiple times, and I was, like, a big fan of it. I loved it. Um, I think I went to, like, the midnight premiere of it. Oh, my um, God. And I loved it. And so when I was watching this original one, and I didn't have taste at the time, <laughs> I was like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. This is hol- <laughs> this is laughable. This is hilarious. It's so bad. Wow. And um, I don't even think we made it all the way through because we were like, this is just a terrible movie. And I think we oh turned on the remake because we would rather watch that. <laughs> wow. wow. And so then the next time I watched it was with you and I was like, oh, wait, never mind. This is fun. <laughs> this is a good time. Oh, my goodness. I remember you guys telling me, like, and everyone is t- everyone says this, you don't have to watch the original to go see the remake. No. And you told no. me all about that. And I was like, no, I still want to watch the original. And it's like one of those things I'm really glad I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to get like the context and like all the background stuff i think it like makes it more worth viewing yeah yeah um so when we went to the drive-thru or drive-thru the drive-in um friend of the pod sydney lawson and um um what's his last name i don't know it's like i I think it's either cotillion or like culleton 
something I never like can, that. It starts with a C. I don't think I've ever said it. Izzy C. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard it said out loud. Izzy, I love ya. I'm sorry. I'm fucking up really bad right now. Um, That's anyways, mean, Sydney but is she going to listen there. to this? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> well, Sid listens, so I think <laughs> no, that maybe... I mean, sometimes. Maybe Izzy would listen with her. <laughs> she listens when she's about to be on the podcast. <laughs> anyways, oh they God. were there, and they parked next to us, and they were sitting on their chairs... And um, we were in, like, our hatchback, like, trunk. Yeah, that's what I did. And we, like, every now and then I'd, like, lean out and talk to them <laughs> as the movie was going. But before, right. Sydney was saying, she was like, all of my horror fans are like, you have to see The Evil Dad. I can't believe you've never seen The Evil Dad. Like, it's so important. Please see it. And she was like, I'm really excited. I'm so excited to see this, like, legendary movie. And I told her, I was like, listen, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just saw the light like die in her she was like oh and then i was like but evil dead 2 is like perfect and after the drive and she was like what were you like are you insane evil dead 2 was not a perfect movie and i was like shut uh, up <laughs> oh my but god anyways, she said she really enjoyed it but i definitely set her up before to not get let down my friend who i went with um hadn't seen it and she did not like it oh no <laughs> yeah but it's okay i mean if you're gonna say like genuinely like good movies for a general audience, this is not it. I did yeah. not prepare her about anything that was gonna happen in the movie, so that w- that might have been a my bad on that. <laughs> I mostly just said, yeah, it was super low budget. Like Bruce Campbell had to do a lot of like the set like design and like other like helping out on set with props and stuff, and like that's like as much introduction as I gave. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the yeah. best. You know what? And I guess let's just start diving into the movie and we can go through the plot in a minute. But I will say one note is that in general, when I think about Bruce Campbell, I think Bruce Campbell fucks. That's (laughs) the first statement that comes to my mind is Bruce Campbell fucks. Like, I just think about that guy and he just exudes like specifically like mom horniness. Oh, Um, yeah, for sure. yeah. Yeah, right. Um but in watching this movie his first intro- the first time you see him I was like what is this dweeb sitting in the back seat? Who is this guy? That's not Bruce Campbell. That was something I wanted to point out um is in the second movie like well we'll talk about the second movie in the next episode but in the second movie he's much more of like an action star awesome in this one he is the nerd character like Mm -hmm. the other guy the jock is the one who does all the real like fighting and stuff and bruce campbell is like shitty (laughs) but he's just like a little dweeb yeah and he's like you know giving his girlfriend the little necklace and he's like oh i love that scene i love that scene and we should talk about how that scene comes back later yeah we'll get to that but that scene when we were watching and i was like oh this is so cute (laughs) okay so i guess let's start from the beginning let's just i mean kind of a weird note i think uh, bruce campbell kind of looks like goki (laughs) (laughs) okay i see it kind of yeah i think they have like they both have a very sharp nose yeah and like brown eyes and i think like that's where i'm like hey like i can kind of i was gonna go like kind of jawline i could see like kind of like towards the same area like not necessarily the same but like the same feeling when you look at them yeah (laughs) if Yoki was like bruce campbell's my uncle i'd be like yeah i'd I'd buy that (laughs) that's fine that works so it's 
basically like cabin in the woods mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is they uh the a bunch of these college students from michigan state university <laughs> um, U of M. which is not very not michigan nope wrong one um, which is very prominent in the girl sweater but um wait oh. isn't that the sam sequel? raimi actually go there i don't know what? I Would thought you... the U of M sweaters in the sequel. They're in both. They're different sweaters, oh. but they're both U of M. Oh, I didn't catch that. Um. Uh. Yeah. They they just go to a cabin in the woods that they got a good deal on or something. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at first it's creepy. They show up at this creepy house and there's like this creaking door and they slowly go inside and I guess it's just normal at first. Um. And then the first weird thing that happens is the one of the girls, uh, I think it's um, Cheryl, Cheryl. Yeah. Uh, who's Sam. I mean, Bruce Campbell's character's sister. And his name is Ashley, Ash. by the way. Ashley. Yeah. yeah. She's the only person that calls him that. Right. Everyone else calls him Ash. But Ash, Cheryl yeah. calls him Ashley, which I'm into. I like it. OK, mm-hmm. it works. Ashley. Um, he <clears throat> his sister uh, is like drawing a clock. Uh, as you do and then the clock stops all of a sudden and then oh, yeah. her hand gets possessed and like or the the clock picture that she's been drawing um gets ripped off and like floats away and then or flies away and then her hand basically gets possessed and draws a picture of a book with like a demon face or something yeah but it's kind of vague yeah. Unless you know what you're looking for, you probably... Yeah. When we were watching that, I was like, I bet Sydney and Izzy have no idea what that well, is. Well, I was watching it, and I was like, hey, because, uh, like, it cuts to the next scene. It's the, um, uh, the like, uh, trap door that they see that's all locked up. And I'm, I'm like, the shape that she draws on the page is the same shape that the chains make on the trap door. Mm. Oh, shit. It, I mean, it's probably not exactly the same, but it's a very similar shape because it's, like, square. But Someone like who doesn't know diamond. what they're looking for might think it's the door. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking initially, like, because there's a shot of that door the very next mm. moment. Um, But anyway, uh, I mean, let's just skip around to what's important because basically, like, people get possessed and then they all start to die and then get possessed one by one. Um, until and the they end. turn into these like dead eye like monsters, right. but you don't know what they're called yet. Um, well, actually, the explanation uh, that I just decided to skip is in the very next scene, they unlock the trap door and then go down into the basement and find this book and this like tape recording, and they play the tape recording, and it's this professor who's like talking about like researching this book, um, and and then he's like, uh to kill the whatever like you need like bodily dismemberment or something and then he and this reads book is the book of the dead bound right. in human flesh and inked in human blood mm-hmm. yeah and then so definitely something to be fucked around with at a cabin he proceeds to read the cursed text into the right. microphone read the cursed text out loud as one does see I will note, and we'll talk about this. I, we're going to do this a lot because the only one I haven't seen is Army of Darkness. But the, in the remake, I like the way they do the cursed text because it's one of the idiots that's reading it. So it's like, yeah. you know, as, as a professor probably knows better. <laughs> but it's one I of the love idiot Army of Darkness. Oh, I'm so oh, excited to watch it. We haven't seen it yet. I know I'm going to like it. I know it's going to work for me. <laughs> it's all, oh. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to. 
Um, but anyways, so yeah. So anyway, the professor reads the fucking text. Yeah. So they're playing this recording, and one of the girls is like heavily distressed and is like, "Stop! Stop this! Just stop!" And that's why you should never play a podcast out loud <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. So they stop it. Like the girl freaks out. It's Cheryl, I think. Yeah, Cheryl freaks out. Um, and then like the first major thing to happen is like she it's like late oh no <laughs> the next scene is the the necklace scene oh it's so cute we have to talk about the necklace scene yeah because it sets up later molly do you want to talk about it yeah so um bruce campbell's got a little gift for his gal yeah and um he has it in a box sitting on his lap and he pretends to like be asleep with his eyes closed and Linda, who's his girlfriend's name, is like, ooh, it's for me. And um, she, like, looks at him and he, like, sees her looking out of the corner of his eye. But the second she turns to look at him, he closes his eyes. So he's like, they're just messing around. Yeah. And um, she goes to reach for it and his eyes are still closed. And she doesn't know that he's really awake. And so when she grabs it, he opens his eyes and he's like, ha-ha. And she's like, ha-ha. <laughs> and um, that was a really poor explanation. But basically, just, there's a lot of pretending to close their yeah. eyes. They're just being cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the and end, it's like a little magnifying glass. Right. It's a little magnifying glass necklace. We thought it was a monocle. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was a monocle. Well, I, I like joked about it because we were saying, like, what a weird necklace. And I was like, at first, you know, you kind of think it's a little monocle for <laughs> Fun fact. My dad's blind in one eye, and Ooh. so I always talk about him getting a monocle, but he'll never do it. He absolutely should. That is amazing. Actually, no. He just got, like, eye surgery, so now he can see, like, perfectly <sighs> fine. Monocle but he wears glasses because he doesn't want to, like, have an accident. And ha- this is- I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. No one needs to know about my dad's eyes. <laughs> So, anyways, so the necklace scene happens, and then Cheryl. We see that there's these two couples, and then Cheryl's fifth villain, and she like hears she some shit, some stuff, and she she goes outside, and then there's like, in my opinion, the worst scene in the movie. I don't know why. I just don't. Mm. It's cool visually, but like, I just don't like the concept of it. No, and not it a fan. Happens in this one. It yeah. happens technically, I think, in the second one. Uh, it, there's something I don't think similar. It there is something similar Somebody but it's wrapped not up in like trees. as uh, it's not as graphic yeah and then it happens in the remake and the remake is just horrific to watch i don't like the scene at all it's probably like it almost ruins the remake for me but this scene where the trees the in the woods like wrap her up and stuff which is a cool concept of like trees coming alive and capturing you but then yeah. they essentially like rape her yeah and it's just like not fun to watch no right. even as even as like corny as it looks in this one you're still like i don't like this yeah. but i will note the special effects for certain aspects of it were really good i i don't think it's corny them. like it's very it was the it was graphic. when I, I remember when i was in when i first watched it we were like we were saying it was laughable how like the stick like pokes at her oh but other than that like watching it bind around her and stuff looks it's, really it's really good. good like it wraps her hands and like yeah um but i don't like the scene i don't it's like it at all not yeah it's it's like hard to watch because it is so graphic and it um, doesn't like add anything to the plot like it, it was just a really. really weird like shift yeah and, like it was uncomfortable and like doesn't do it with right. a movie any favors I can see like maybe in 1981 thinking like oh this is like edgy and this is gonna get people you know and thinking it's cool but it just 
Does right. Not. It's just like edgy for the sake of being edgy. Well, but. But I mean, the stop motion's cool. <laughs> um, of the sticks. Yeah, they did a good job with that. But anyway, so that happens, and like, it's over. And then she gets out, and she runs back, and then, um, Ash lets her in because she like can't get in, and she can like. The cool thing about I like this about the Evil Dead is um, to signify the presence of the, the evil yeah. spirit thing. It's like a zooming effect that they do. Yeah. And it's just zooming through the woods. That's all you really need is like when, you, when you're zooming through the woods, you know that you're technically like from the POV right. of the mm-hmm. evil of the, stuff. Yeah. And um, they do it all throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. And uh, in this scene in particular, she's trying to get in and you're like, you switch from her rattling at the door to the, pr- to the POV of the the curse like flying in yeah and then ultimately um ashley lets her in and she gets in and like it <laughs> what kills me is they shut the door and it's like ah oh, okay and it, like backs away <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like what why did that stop you <laughs> but i do i so, like that detail that they use did you know they didn't have a dolly or any sort of like um they did that cam. just by like running so uh they they did a they had to like make a bunch of like stuff build a bunch of gear stuff um for to do like um dolly movements and tr- uh motion tracking basically um and they had one that was like a plank of wood with a camera on top of it and two uh like camera operators holding the wood and just running around the swamp that's Um, cool yeah and then the final shot at the very end is on a bicycle they put the camera on a bicycle and like rode it through the house and like for a lot of it like um sam raimi just had to run around (laughs) with the camera that's incredible yeah this movie was made for ninety thousand dollars that's the one thing is like there are certain aspects of it where you're like okay this is like low budget like college film shit but like i can i can so appreciate the like amount of effort they put in to make this movie happen as there are some really good special effects that they you can tell that they like had to just make stuff work and it it works really well and i just i think like learning about that that's really neat right i can only dream of having to come up with that shit yeah the makeup and special effects in this are really good yeah um I don't know the guy's name who did it, but it's, like, one main guy who did all of the makeup and special effects. Um, So, what happens next is they're just hanging... Or, uh, Cheryl is like, we need to leave. Um, I hate it here. So, uh, Ashley decides to drive her back. Um, but then they get to the bridge, and it's all torn up. Uh, it's all curled up and... Curled up and looks so... Looks like teeth it's gone there's no bridge so uh cheryl's like oh no they're not gonna let us leave and starts freaking out um but they go back um and the group is just hanging out like in the living room of this cabin um and they're playing this trick on the girl on the one girl (laughs) where they like uh they have a bunch of playing cards and they like take the top card and they ask the girl <gasps> what she thinks it is. Yeah. And, and then they just say yes to whatever <laughs> she says to make her think she's psychic. But then Cheryl, who's sitting in the corner, staring out of the window, starts saying the exact um, cards that are coming up in the exact order. And then, like, 
it turns into a really creepy voice and she turns around and she's possessed. And, and she starts like floating and being like she's, she's got the makeup on. She's floating. She has these like like um completely like red eyes, like whitish red eyes, but like with no like, like pupils. Foggy. Yeah. They had like um lenses like basically like thick lenses back that in they the had day to put in there. when you had to do you special see. effects they yeah. were uncomfortable doing those scenes yeah you couldn't see shit because i know see. that um american werewolf in london the lenses he had to wear he um he like was in severe pain yeah when he and that was around this time like the the makeup departments did not they have like couldn't stuff. have them on for a long time because like they literally would dry your eyes out um i think one of the girls like her eyelashes got like ripped or hurt or something <gasps> this apparently this like shoot was like hell for the actors like, it, heard. it was shit. so cold too yeah it was so cold like didn't have like heating right by the end they had to start burning furniture like um at the end of the movie when they are not the end of the movie end of the shooting like Sam Raimi like made it so that they only had to do outside shots so they could start burning the furniture. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's messed up. Low and like budget. they got hurt a lot. They got sick. They like ha- they had a lot of fights apparently cuz it was just like a Tensions, shitty experience. Bet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> apparently on the first day of filming they got lost in the woods. <laughs> so like <laughs> literally Blair Witch Project. <laughs> well, look at it now though. Look they went through all that and look at them now. Right. It's great. Um, so what happens next? She stabs what's her face in the ankle Ugh. with the pencil. Linda. Linda. And it is graphic. Yeah. I couldn't even look at the screen during it. It was yeah, so hard for me to watch. It's hard. Ugh. I hate that Achilles tendon mm-hmm, type me too. But like they just they just stay on it. They stay on and it and they like, just watch well, you she, wiggle around. She in stabs it. her and then like breaks tries to break the pencil and that like she like does it like multiple times trying to break the pencil before it actually like gets taken out yeah it's it's like really hard to watch but um um, so she stabs her and then like they kind of have like a tussle with her and then ultimately they um knew about the basement thing so they shut her they shut her down in the basement and chain it up yeah and the jock the other guy there's two guys there's ash and the other guy whose name i don't know the other guy who does all the work ashley is completely useless Um, he's the best he's the (laughs) ultimate himbo he's scared he's so useless the other guy like takes initiative like grabs the girl like throws her down into the basement scott his name is scott yeah scott he he locks up the basement and chains it up (laughs) um uh yeah and so that happens and then the next shot is like from her perspective from underneath um the trap door like um she's like lifting her head up so you're seeing through the li- little crack with the chains it's really oh, cool I love that. watching um the other people in the house um uh so so they just hang out for a little bit don't know what to do um and then one of the girls is like um she's in her room uh and like i think she sees something outside and then it's like we get the per- the shelly 
Shelly. Shelly, yeah. Um, we get the ghost perspective ag- again, and we see it zooming through her window, and like the window breaks onto her, and then like it goes into her, um, which is cool. Uh, and so the the guys hear the breaking window are like, "What what happened?" and Ashley just sits on the sofa <laughs> while the jock goes and investigates and he sees the broken window and then he like goes, the girl's not there. He goes into her bathroom um, and she's not there. And then I think she like just pops out of somewhere and attacks him. Yeah. Um, so, she so. cuts him up a little bit, doesn't she? I feel like, doesn't he get injured during the scene? I think yeah, he gets, yeah. Like, like up a there's bit. this um special knife that they found in the basement as well. Oh yeah, the and, like, dagger like, thing. She like, I think she stabs him, sh- or she tries to stab him with it. Um, and then uh, I forget exactly how it happens, but like she like bites her hand off. Oh, because um, of one of them swings i want to say the axe and to knock it off and then it doesn't quite cut through her hand but it gets enough through and then she literally chews through the rest yeah and removes her hand yeah Ugh. not the worst thing about hands that happens in the movie i have to say (laughs) (laughs) um so uh that was the hand holding the dagger which the, the other guy scott grabs it and then like she's like basically hugging him but like attacking him and so he stabs her in the back he goes around and stabs her in the back and she falls down and then he quickly grabs the axe and cuts her up because he remembers that they are supposed to do bodily dismemberment and that i want to know that's his girlfriend yeah that's oh yeah yeah that does suck but he dismembers Um, her and we get some good shots of all the body parts twitching Yeah, and then they tie, like, put her in a sack and then, like, go bury her outside. Mm -hmm. Um, And they come back in, and Ash decides to go check on his girlfriend, Linda, who was the one who was stabbed uh, in the foot by the, with the pencil. Um, He goes in and lifts up the part of the cover. She's, like, uh, asleep in bed, and he lifts up the covers showing her foot, and then we see the wound... And then there's like the stop motion, like how would you describe it? Like it's like the it's like veiny. It's not necessarily her veins, but it's like, spi- you know when you like dye an egg and it's the shell is cracked and the dye yeah, gets on yeah. the egg. That's what it looks like to me. But it it like starts from the wound and then it goes up her leg and it's supposed to be yeah. like the toxin of like the curse, like spreading right, through her, spreading through her. And then she like wakes up and gets possessed and starts laughing. She's all giggly. Yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> She's having a great time. Right. She's very giggly. And her she- makeup is not as like gross as everyone else's too. Hers is like weird like her eyebrows are kind of whited out and her eyes like have that glossy effect and then it was it's like it's almost like if a five-year-old did their makeup that's what Mm -hmm. it would look like you know like Like bright blue eyeshadow bright pink cheeks yeah like smudgy but her whole thing is that she's laughing the whole time yeah yeah she just like is laughing (laughs) Um, and meanwhile scotty's like dying on the couch right because he's coming to his injuries this girl's laughing. Bruce Campbell's like, what the hell, man? What is all this? And he, like, doesn't have, like, he doesn't want to, like, attack her. And he keeps, he goes to, like, at one point, he goes to, like, swing the axe to, like, behead her. And then he, mm-hmm. like, 
then she like changes i want to say back to normal and she's like what you know i'm fine and like he can't do it but it's like yeah. the sister who's like in the basement still like also changes and she's like ash ash let me out yeah. right yeah the whole time the spirits are like join us you have to join us you want to join us and they're just like fucking with them yeah yeah, yeah it's it's a lot <laughs> so ultimately i think he kills linda or like hits her or shoots her somebody gets shot right maybe not um, i don't remember the detail of how linda dies i don't remember but linda's out and ash has to bury her and then he goes out to bury her and he needs to dismember her and he's about to and then he's like i can't do this and so he buries her whole right. oh wait isn't that that part also where he like is going to bury her and um or is that later where they kind of do the callback to the like peeking at each other scene that might be that part actually because doesn't she he buries her and doesn't she come out and then he like smacks her head and it flies or isn't off he going back to grab the necklace or something kind of yeah. like that i think yeah i think he's like looking at the necklace and then she like wakes up um mm -hmm. Uh, he stabs her with the dagger. That's how he kills uh, her. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she like fights back at him and then he cuts off her head with a shovel uh, and then goes back into the cabin. And now Cheryl is gone. Cheryl has escaped from the cellar. Oh. Um, and then... Uh, I guess, like, he, like, looks for her for a while, and then she attacks him. Um, I don't remember. We watched this, like, two days ago. <laughs> Just wait till we do the second one, and we don't remember anything. Oh, my God. Uh, he, uh, he, like, she attacks him, he escapes, and then he shoots her, apparently. Uh, and then he starts barricading the door, but then Scott gets reanimated mm. and he has to fight Scott. And then like the rest of this movie is just basically him fighting them one by one. And then like them telling him to join them. You should join us. And he takes them out. Yeah. He takes them out one by one. And then, uh, um, he like Scott is fighting him and he has the, the necklace and he sees the book the book of the dead like near the fire and then he like uses the necklace to try to grab the <laughs> which book which is just he, like, absurd to me that he, would never work <laughs> he throws no, it onto the book and then tries to pull it really cool and dramatic to watch <laughs> very dramatic um and then he finally gets the book and throws it into the fire and then the ghosts melt um and it's this really cool like stop motion scene where they all like kind of like turn into mold or and goo they like their whole faces melt off and they turn into skeletons and you know like in gremlins the climax whenever after the sunlight hits stripe and stripe melts that's what this looks like it's like they they lose all their flesh and then their bones melt and then they turn into like moss yeah but um it's very cool. And I it love... lasts for a really long time. Yeah, yeah, it takes a while. Um... We missed the little detail. Here's something that I forgot about this one is that, so I thought like, oh yeah, Evil Dead 2, there's all this like wacky stuff because I particularly think of the scene where they're all laughing and right. all that. Um, but there's also a bit of zaniness in this one's climax. Like 
uh, there's that bit where he's looking in the mirror and like the oh mirror yeah goes through i forgot like about that like that happens in That's this one so good like there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in the climax of this when he's alone and the the spirit the evil's like fucking with him yeah and i thought mm-hmm. all that stuff happened in the second one but no like quite a bit of weird stuff happens in the climax of this one right my favorite shot is in the basement um all these pipes start like bursting with blood and like mm. there's a light bulb hanging on the ceiling that fills with it blood fills, and yeah. blood drips on a projector yeah. that turns on and so Bruce Campbell's standing in front of the projection screen so he's like all lit up but then the blood's coming down and it makes him look all red it's like a super cool shot yeah it's yeah. like my favorite thing i like forgot that that happened in the movie but when it happened i was like yes yeah that very much that <laughs> for some reason i don't associate all that stuff with this one but like a good chunk of this is just him alone, like dealing with that kind of shit and like right. hearing the demons and stuff. But I didn't realize. And then like also, the, like you mentioned, there's like the cool shot at like where they go through the ho- like the whole house and yeah, like track them on a through. Bike. Yeah, like there's a lot of really neat stuff like that. Right. The mirror scene is actually like I really love the mirror scene, and I can't believe that I forgot about it. <laughs> um, but like it's really cool because he just like he's like has this axe and he's looking for cheryl um and he goes up to a mirror and then like just like stares into it and the mirror starts the him inside the mirror starts talking to him and i forget what it says but like it it taunts him basically um and then how does that scene end i don't remember yeah (laughs) we watched this like late at night also at the drive-in so (laughs) i don't know i don't remember a lot um i can look it up uh yeah i mean but uh, are you trying to figure out sorry i wasn't listening for a second what the how the mirror scene ends he like does it grab oh it, it grabs it, like, him grabs right him and then like, around his throat yeah and then it cuts yeah it cuts from mirror him choking him to just him choking him himself choking himself yeah that's really cool yeah isn't that in the first one yeah yeah it is there's a mirror oh. gag in the second one too because the second one has a lot of like repeat stuff but right. got it. it still happens in this one yeah, and then the movie ends with like the tracking shot, like we said. Um, we it's basically the the demon perspective, and it's running through the house, and then like Ash is like outside, and the sun's about to come up. Um, and uh, the like the camera like runs into him, and then it's like his face, like he turns around, and it's like the iconic, just like him, like kind of like smiling but like in a you know the iconic shot from evil dead where it's like his face but like in a very like mad smile yeah and he screams and then it cuts to the credits with this like really goofy like upbeat music playing (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's such a fun movie Mm -hmm. yeah if you're looking for like a good time with like it's definitely fun to watch with at least one other person where you can be like commenting on it together it's it's a really it's a fun film and honestly like from an uh, appreciation standpoint of just like what you can do with nothing like this film is like a representation of like 
hey, if you've got a dream and you're like scrappy enough, like you'll fucking make it happen. Yeah. And they did. Make some shit with your friends, dude. Yeah. And it's like one of the most, probably one of the most referenced horror movies. Yeah. Because for sure. not only is it like just like everyone has heard of it, but like think about how many movies you've seen where some character has a fucking evil dead poster in their room right just think about that alone so many movies especially like teen movies everyone has an evil dead poster in their room because it's like we I did a little movie called getaway <laughs> and one of the characters pulls an evil dead dvd out of a cabinet <laughs> oh my god we didn't do that wasn't didn't we just find that in the cabin wasn't it just there sydney picked it up from the rental place and like if we wanted to watch it ah uh, yes that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah um great movie <laughs> i don't know it like like the special effects in this are like the highlight for me because um again like we said they had like no budget and then all of the special effects are all stop motion um mm -hmm. and it like gives us this extra creepy layer even though it's like it's not like as realistic it's still like makes it more interesting to watch Oh, for me, it's like I love practical effects even when they're bad. Yeah, because at least they're practical. It's so cool to see how they did it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I wouldn't even say that these are bad. Like it's not. It's, it's just not like, bad. It's really cool, and you can tell like it's like very much a product like of its time. Right. And they did the best that they could at the time with like what they had available, and I think it looks great. Yeah, it it looks so good. I think that where this movie gets a lot of shit is like. I hate being, like, the film person that says shit like this. But, like, I think that there are people that have a certain level of expectation when it comes to film quality because all they really know is, like, blockbuster CG development. And, um, like, I think that if you're... I think that if you're certainly devoted to horror, you'll find an easy appreciation to this. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're outside of that and you're not um, somebody who's looking for indie films or things like that i think if you watch this you would think this is the worst movie you've ever seen in your life <laughs> which is like stupid because it's really really good i do think like the plot sometimes is like drags on I and mean, needs something the... but like from a yeah from a standpoint of you had a vision for a cool concept and you made that concept into a full feature film out of nothing this is like the best movie in the world right some of the like I mean, like, some of the acting is kind of corny, yeah. maybe. Uh, if you're, like, looking at it from modern day, it seems kind of corny. And, like, it's very stereotypical, um, just like Cabin in the Woods They're very much movie. archetypes, and they say they're archetype character type things and yeah. that kind of jazz. But, like... It's not bad because it was, like, the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, all of, like, a lot of, like, classic shit that we say is so stereotypical like i'm pretty sure this movie had a hand in giving us that kind of environment right a cabin in the woods would not exist without evil dead no the design for, sure for like the cabin itself and like the whole thing with the basement trap door was specifically a reference to evil dead yeah, yeah. like there's no way oh, we would get it. some modern films if it was not for this movie right mm -hmm. so yeah I, I think it's just a really I can see why some people would be like, oh, like, I need to know that there's something 
in somebody's personal taste that I can tie to this movie before yeah. I say, oh, you have to watch The Evil Dead. Yeah. Because right. I'm afraid that if I tell just anybody, then they're going to watch it and be like, oh, Sam does not have taste. <laughs> and so, like, I need to know that, like, oh, you've, you're in the certain corner of people and that I, I know I can pull you in with this one thing. Right. Um, this is not just, you know, something that... But it's stupid to say that because, like I said, this is one of the most famous films of all time. Yeah. Everybody knows this film's name. Right. I think this movie has a lot of, like, really cool, unique scenes. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also a lot of, like, in between. Um, like, like the cards stuff where, where they're, like, flipping the cards and guessing them. That is, like, just a really cool scene. Really creepy mm -hmm. the way, like, it reveals how she's possessed. And then the way she's floating right after that is also, like, very creepy and fun. Um and then like like we talked about the mirror scene um i mean not a fan of the like tree scene but like it it's definitely like different from other stuff um but uh there's uh yeah there's so many scenes like even the melting is so unique yeah like, it's really the way good. they melt at the end um i feel like that's like been one of the things where i see this movie gets a lot of criticism it's like, oh, it was fine, but I didn't like that like weird stop motion stuff at the end. It's like, Why? Shut the fuck up. It's good. That's, That's the, the best, best part. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I can, like, the whole time I'm watching that, I'm like, how did they get this together? Like, how do they make right. this happen so well? They didn't have, you know, like a Leica Studios budget. Right. Like, how did they make this, like, work for them? It's so well done. Yeah. I and if you're like, do that. wow, I can't believe Evil Dead had, so like, Evil Dead, the Evil Dead one had a lot of stop motion you just wait yeah just wait for the second movie yeah. you like the stop motion boy will you love the second uh, one that's probably why i like the second one more we'll talk about that <laughs> one later but boy what um, does it deliver for you doesn't right army now, of darkness a, um, have a bunch of stop motion skeletons in class. it oh what doesn't army of darkness have a bunch of skeletons in it aren't they stop motion -y skeletons i don't remember i saw the movie a while ago <laughs> okay anyways what were you saying so I'm in a I'm in a horror movies like a gender sexuality and race and horror class for school credit where I get to watch movies that I love and talk about them again yeah. for academic credit. Nice. And um we just read this whole thing about um like the final girl and like gender and all that and I was like thinking a lot about that in this movie because Ash like is the final girl. <laughs> right. For sure. What and an he's icon. like not entirely masculine. He's kind of like not in how you were saying like he he is he's, not like a hero. Yeah, he's definitely a nerd in the first one character in the first one but i think it's so great and there was also talking about like why do we keep like repeating these stories like what is so important about like certain narratives and horror that we have to like pass them along and i think it's like really cool that this is one of those movies where the same like narrative gets like repeated from like this element so yeah yeah Ash, you took that class though. right sam with a uh, linda i've never had linda okay i don't think I took a class that was the only horror-based class I took was um, it was specifically about movie monsters, and we read the original books and then watched the movies and compared what the monsters represented at the times that the things came out. It was a really awesome class. Um, I think Lauren took that class. Mine is like just about the Frankenstein tradition. Oh, that's so neat. like I just did Halloween. Yeah, which... she. I didn't talk about that. We did Psycho last week. 
Halloween this week and Scream You're is next talk about week. Scream, yeah. And I'm so fucking stoked. Yeah, Lauren definitely took that class then because I know that she'd studied that. Yeah. I was just saying, speaking of when we were leaving the drive-in after Evil Dead, I was just saying how fucking awesome it would be to do a Psycho Scream double feature at a oh. drive-in. And then I was oh. like, hell, give me a Psycho Halloween Scream triple feature. I'd be there. I wouldn't even think about it. It'd be awesome. I'll go <laughs> all day, baby. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that's off topic. Shit. If they're doing anything for um, like around Halloween, we should go. Well, I think that they said that right now the they're only open until September or something like that. They're doing what? They're only open till September. No, what? Yeah, because I think the, like, cold, it gets cold, and then it's not as fun for people. God damn it. I know. Yeah. I know it, Hannibal Buress is going. I saw he's that. Doing a thing he's doing a drive-in tour, and he's going to be at yeah. the South Drive-In. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's called the Let's See How This Goes tour or something yeah. like that. <laughs> huh. Because I saw it advertised when we were there, and then, like, randomly an ad for it popped up on my Instagram. And I was like, oh, oh my this God, is they thing. knew. They knew you were there. Yep. yep. They're tracking me. Thank you, Mark. Um, so, should we, I guess, it feels early, but should we do, do is there? Do we say It's so weird, because, like, I thought that there'd be, like, plenty. It's hard to talk about this movie without actually being, like, watching the film at the time you're doing <laughs> yeah. it, you know? Because a lot of it, you know, I hate to say, a lot of it's the same stuff. Um, but just like different small tweaks of the situation. But basically, a lot of the scenes after the possessions happen are someone gets possessed, someone probably attacks Ash, right. uh, someone, some gory thing happens, they get knocked out. They say join the us a bunch. Ash does not. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's the next thing. And then like you get the big climax and like Ash is kind of alone and like there's some fun stuff that happens there. But then it's just back to fighting them one-on-one again like it's just a lot of grappling it sounds bad it sounds like it's really repetitive but it's not because like each little thing has its own little detail and fun character about it and like you see the interpersonal relationships playing out on each of these things and um all that but to be honest like the plot is for the most part like half of it is just the same yeah structure yeah being repeated for sure does he get a chainsaw in the first movie? I don't remember. No. So he gets, they go, he goes out to the shed to chop Linda up and he straps her down and everything. And then he's about to do it. And then right. he realizes he can't and he's going to do it with the chainsaw. And that's where we see the chainsaw. But then after that, maybe it gets used in a fight scene to like chop something off. Maybe. I don't, it's not I that don't big. The, the reason it's I was asking is because like, I wasn't sure if it was like, I know it's a big deal in the second movie, yeah. but like I wasn't sure if it was also a bigger deal in the first. That's yeah. another part. It's hard watching the first and the second, and we'll talk about why in the next episode probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. But, um, it's confusing to watch them both at the same time and then try and talk about like them separately. Right. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. So like. In breaking it down, basically, what you say about one part, you're basically saying about most of the movie. Right. <laughs> But it's it's really fun. And, like, if you want inspiration for, like, oh, I could do something. Like, this just proves that if you really set your mind to something, you can make something really, truly iconic. Yep. This is my Rothko of movies. Uh, you're what? Every time I see a Rothko painting, I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Something fun to point out is Sydney noticed that... um. 
during the credits, one of the Cohen brothers is the editor yeah, for this movie. Yeah, Joel Cohen. No well, way. it's because they um, all live together. Well, <gasps> that was after. Oh, it was after. So, oh, I lied to Sydney. Um, so, uh, like they went to edit it at some like some place. Um, I think in Minnesota or some shit. Um, and uh, Joel Cohen was the assistant to the person who was editing their movie. So he did edit like portions of this. Um, but like it was at that point, like Joel Cohen was the assistant. Um, and then they like became friends and that's how they knew each other. But like at one point in history, the Cohen brothers, Sam Raimi, Francis McDermott, I want to say Holly Hunter. Yeah. And like maybe one other person all lived together in a house. Right. God, I wish that. And I want to say Sam was writing. I thought it was Evil Dead, but maybe it was Evil Dead Two or something when they were living together. Like they all live. Can you imagine? I would kill. Right. To be in that (laughs) environment, that was probably so chaotic, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to do segments? I guess. Yeah. Sure. Um. What's the first one? What would you do? If you were in the movie. What would you do if it were you, you in this movie? movie? I uh, mean, obviously I think I'd I think I identify the most with Ash. Yeah. Just like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like trying my best, probably. Yeah. He's just goofy and like doesn't have it together at all in the first movie but then he gets kind of resourceful at the end which is really cool and it's so cool to compare how he is in this movie versus the next movie yeah. and then even later in army of darkness that's a yeah. really like great little parallel but um i don't know if yeah. we were like all in a cabin trip like how would it shake out good question if there were possessions and shit happening i would die I I'm I, I'm actually just gonna say if we were all on a cabin trip we would all be Sam Raimi because we wouldn't go to a cabin unless we were making something. Yeah, that's true. That's actually no us three. Yes, Sydney texted us specifically and was like, "Hey, if y'all ever want to go camping," and I was like, "Sydney, you, I'm never gonna go camping. It's not happening unless I have a purpose to be out in a cabin. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going." I like camping, but just like I know our friend group. <laughs> too bougie i think i'm also basically ash at the beginning where he's useless and a dork (laughs) um uh yeah i i don't know i feel like i would get possessed oh yeah i would yeah um no offense to you but i'm different (laughs) (laughs) um just a little note. I would definitely be the one who like reads the book <laughs> and you like would. listens to the you tape. You fucking would. <laughs> I know sure. you would. Absolutely. I, I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably be fine if somebody else started it, but I don't know if I, out of my own curiosity, would be like, "Let's turn it on." Yep, I would. <laughs> I think it would depend. If, if it, it was, was on, a book like... and I could just flip through it, like absolutely, I'd be the one like flipping through the book. Hmm. But, like, I don't know about, like, recording. I feel like that's kind of an invasion. I don't know if I'd cross. Yeah. Yeah, I I would let it happen, but I wouldn't want to start it. Also, I found the detailed list. Um, During the mid-'80s, Raimi used to live with Bruce Campbell, 
Scott Spiegel, Joel Cohen, Ethan Cohen, Holly Hunter, Francis McDermott, and Kathy Bates. Wow. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? That's amazing. That was the house. (laughs) Literally, like, all of them are, like, famous. Yeah. (laughs) That is very much adequate. But anyways, yeah, I would... I would get possessed, but probably I would be, like, one of the, like, second or third people. Because mm. I also, I don't know what possesses Cheryl to fucking go outside and check on that noise. Never in a million years would mm-hmm. I leave a cabin to be like, who's out there? <laughs> no, not happening. No. Yeah, for sure. Gotta be dumb. Well, to be fair, when this movie was made, maybe they weren't aware of tropes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's our next segment? Um, villain ranking. Yeah. Villain I can ranking. start. Um, I got my, I got, th- I'm going to put the deadites at, um, a cool 10. 10. No, 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 no. Shit. Sorry. I got it wrong. Um, they're number nine. They're right above Sarah Bellow's book and right below, um, Ghostface from Scream 3. Actually, just kidding. They're. Number eight, they're right above Ghostface from Scream 3 and right below the um, crawlers from The Descent. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to put them number six, uh, which is above Sarah Bella's book and below the girl from A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I got them at uh, number 10. Um, they are right below Jigsaw and right above Cerebello's book for me. I think that the thing is with this discussion, I was like, oh, like I'm totally, I'm not going to win in a battle with them probably. I don't know. Part of me feels like I could, but part of me feels like these are like my friends possessed very likely. And that would be very tricky for me. Um, I also just think that I would end up just somehow accidentally possessed and become one of them very easily. But I also just don't think they're like stellar or terrifying particularly in any specific way that's totally fair um do we i feel like there's another segment that we normally do that we're skipping uh i don't know i don't know for some reason i feel like there's something we're skipping but we need to listen to our own podcast. Should we do ratings? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I got to think about this. Somebody else, please go. What are we rating out of? Um, books, books of the Dead. Books yeah. of the Dead. You gotta sure. save, we got to save Chainsaws. We can't do that. Yo, we could do oh, necklaces. Yeah. Chainsaws is next movie, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's either the necklace or the Book of the Dead or... We can do Book of the Dead. Uh, skin-bound books. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, I do. You working on your Rex? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that too. I okay. Like I said, somebody else go because I gotta think. I'm gonna give it an eight because it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great movie, and I think uh, it's just a great fun movie. But it's not perfect, so I mean, it's it's worthy of an eight. I'm also gonna give it an eight. I feel like it's just it's awesome. I love how this movie was made. Yeah, it's one of those sets where like I would have loved to like be on set for a day just to see how it was all like working out. Right. But um, it does have some flaws. So 
Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think eight is a good one. Same, basically same reasoning. Like, I appreciate this movie so much. I think it's really great and really incredible. But I also think that, like, obviously there's some room for improvement here. Mm-hmm. And I think they even knew it. Um, but it's just a feat that I can't even imagine accomplishing. And I just can really oh. appreciate, which makes it a really fantastic film for me. It's great. And it just, it's, I don't know. It fucks. Also, I just want to note that I think Cheryl's performance in this movie is incredible. I think that she should have became famous. <laughs> she, I think she's so good in this because I like really feel bad for her and sympathize with her for the beginning. And yeah. then when she's the demon thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck that. Like, she's terrifying. She's yeah. like, and all yeah. of the actors, when they became, what is it, the Deadites, when they became those, like, they like really did their parts. Yeah, like they, the acting was great. They fell into their roles, especially when they were being like their evil selves. Because, like, I think about like whenever we're doing stuff, how hard I have of just doing something simple like a silly laugh or something. And I'm like, right. these people were straight up acting like the most horrific versions of demons I've ever seen, and yeah. they played it like perfectly. They did a great job. But I just wanted to know, I especially think the actress that played Cheryl was, like, really, really, like, good as her character. I forgot about that until just now. Um. So, recommendations? Uh, yeah. I can start. I already, I picked a lot. Go for it. I don't have a One. lot. Um, all right. Obviously, um, Donnie Darko. <laughs> um, <laughs> right out of the gate. It's the movie that they go to watch in that movie, and it's awesome. Um, I'm gonna say Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, good one. Been thinking about that one a lot recently. Friday the Thirteenth Parts One through Three. <laughs> the, well, it's really just the first one and then the third one because the third one's my favorite. Ah, um, yes. But all of them probably. Um, this movie called You Might Be the Killer and it has the guy from yeah! Cabin in the Woods in it, and yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that movie a lot. I fell asleep during it. I need to watch it again. <laughs> I think it's I, fun. It's, I didn't love it. But yeah, it, it's a fun movie. It's stupid. Like yeah. it, there's not a whole lot there, but it's just like fun. Right. It's a good twist on the um cabin horror genre. I looked up this. There's this other movie. I just looked up movies that reference Evil Dead because I was gonna plug some of them. Um, there's this one called Evil Ed, and apparently, um, one of the characters' names is Sam Campbell, which is a mix of Sam Raimi and <laughs> Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so, that's about all I got. Obviously, Cabin in the Woods too, but we already kind of talked yeah, about that. I was gonna, I was gonna say Cabin in the Woods. My only other one that immediately popped into my ha- my mind was um, Drag Me to Hell, which <gasps> is uh, a Sam Raimi film. Okay, it's, it's really fun and really good. I I like it a lot. Um, I will note that when you're watching it, you if you're familiar with Sam Raimi movies, while you're watching it, you're you're the whole time you're like, oh yeah this is a Sam Raimi movie. Like you can tell, like it's just a bigger budget Sam Raimi film. Uh, it's a lot of fun though. I, I really, I like it a lot. Yeah. Dra- Drag me to hell is, uh, is great. A lot of fun. Um, if you can excuse the racism. Yeah. Um, I, I should have noted. Yeah. There is a little bit of, um, int- like you're watching it and you're like, oh, some parts, but, it's 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 okay um uh my recommendations 
I don't know. I was trying to think. I couldn't think of anything. I mean, mostly just like this movie just makes me think of like horror movies from the eighties, um, or the seventies, like uh, Black Christmas, um, or uh, for some reason I kept thinking about um. What's that one that we watched? Uh, Bay of Blood. It's a Jello oh. movie that's like um, very confusing. Makes no fucking <laughs> like no fucking sense. People like just kill other people. Um, it's it's a fun. It's a really fun Jello movie from like I think 1971. Um, I don't know why it's connected to this in my mind, but it's it's fun. That's a recommendation. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Let's scare Jessica to death. I'm just looking at her <laughs> uh, DVD. DVDs. Um, oh, The Descent. The Descent is good. Ooh, like, oh, it's yeah, also that's like good. an outdoor, good, yeah. weird, creepy movie. Oh, I guess obviously the rest of the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, of course. That goes without saying. Um, I guess. Uh, uh you can follow me at not a credit card on twitter i guess that's everything uh you can get me at save our shaggy that's a scooby reference on all uh, social medias i'm uh at midsummer queen on twitter and on letterbox at mo11yhaines and i almost when we were doing the outro um I almost, I've been listening to a lot of how, uh, um, My Favorite Murder, so I thought about doing a Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered, because that was just like the natural progression for when a podcast <laughs> is about to end, but I was like, wait, that's not our thing. <laughs> we don't do that. Um, you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, tipsyterrorpod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, Letterboxd, Facebook, um, tipsyterror.com, tipsyterror.rap, tipsyterror.wtf, and tipsyterror.pub. Dot pube. Um, yeah. Uh, is that everything? <laughs> uh, and that's all for now. Evil Dead. Just wait Woo-hoo! till next week. We're gonna fucking go off. Okay, that's it. Bye. Oh my god.